Hey, look in big size wagon. Look in big size wagon. Fabulous prizes. A whole wagon load of fabulous prizes, and you could win the lot. Not just a new mini, not just a TV set. You could win the whole wagon load of these wonderful prizes in the new Big Fry competition. And lots of individual prizes, too. So collect four wrappers from any of prize bars. Crunchy, picnic, Turkish delight, or chocolate cream. And an entry form from your sweet shop. Come on, move in to the Big Fry competition. Quantum of Misses, the James Bond podcast that experiences 007 the old-fashioned way, in a random order designed to mirror the whims of the ITV schedulers of the 80s and 90s. I'm Christopher, and this is the Misses. Hello, I'm Fiona. Thank you for downloading this podcast. I hope you enjoy it. On Her Majesty's Secret Service. That's How did you enter? That's a theme tune. I'm not singing that. Oh, Her Majesty's Secret <laughs> <laughs> How did you enjoy it, though? Well, the first half is so far so good. So far, so far so good. So far so good. Okay. He, it is an older one. Yes. And it is... 50 years old. This is very close to the anniversary of the uh, opening of it in December 1969. Uh, and the man... The man. The actor. The actor. Is called. George Lazenby. George Lazenby is, I, I'm quite enjoying his bond. He, he's got oh. enough humour and charm. Mm-hmm. As well as, you know, serious fighting ability. Okay. Even though this never happened to the other fella. No. There's a, there, there are some unfortunate moments that we'll get to. <laughs> oh, okay. Throughout this. Um, the other fella being Prince Charming. In that reference. Ridicule is nothing to be scared Not of. Not that adamant one. So, um, shall we start with Gun Barrel? Yes. A very good place to start. Well, I, I was quite surprised. Something unique about this Gun Barrel. Two things, really. But well, one when thing. the Gun Barrel itself seemed to have colour in it, where the others tend to be black and white, but as you can see, it's metallic colours inside it. Oh, I see. Okay. And the second one is the blood actually cleared the image. Of Bond. I think the I think in the early ones it does do that. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So, but I was quite. I, I, I thought it was true true to the uh, correct way of doing gun barrel. Although no, even though the Albert R. Broccoli and High Swordsman present happened in the initial dots of the gun barrel. Oh, did it? Yes. Is that controversial? Well, it's just different from all the rest. Yeah. Of uh, and what about uh, George? Marching on and doing his gun battle. Anything you noticed about that? He had a hat. He did have a hat, yes. That is all I noticed. You didn't notice he goes down on one knee to uh, shoot? Oh, is that new? Yes. Connery just turns. Moore just turns. No. Dalton just turns. Brosnan just turns. Okay. Daniel Craig just turns. He's the only one that he goes did. down on one knee. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Have I managed to out... Anorak, you on the gun barrel. Uh, you always do, darling. <laughs> you think you're an anorak of the gun barrel, but you're not really. I've never thought that. 
I thought I've, I've achieved more interest in the subject than I ever thought possible. <laughs> so we have the pre-title so, sequence. Pre-titles. Which um, they're at Universal Exports, where quite a young queue, I noticed, after seeing quite an old queue in the last one, didn't we? Well, not in the last one. Oh, well, I anyway. But yeah, seen old I, I, I noticed yeah. I noticed the youngness of Q, mm-hmm. and they're all looking for 007. Yes. Um, which makes me think he's not currently on a mission. Except he is on a mission. Well, this is what later. confused me later. That yeah. We'll get to that. Um, so he's just driving along the road somewhere foreign in a Europe kind of manner. And, uh, in a Europe kind of manner. Well, you kind of, that's all you're given, is it feels Europey. Uh-huh. Uh, There's a windmill. Oh, is there? Yeah. What does that mean? Well, it really means one of two European countries. Presumably he's not behind the Iron Curtain, Holland or Portugal. Uh, so do we think it's Portugal? Because it looked yeah. that kind of place. Okay. Um, and this girl in a red car overtakes him. And so for that reason only, mm-hmm. he stops his car next to the, the car and gets his spy camera, uh, what's it called, on top of Sight. Gun, sight. Uh, to Telescopic lens. To um, have a gawk at her on the beach. Mm-hmm. Um, I noticed at this point that uh, the scene of the sea inside the site and outside the site were exactly the same magnification. <laughs> <laughs> yes, this is true. <laughs> so... Um, I don't quite know why he wasn't just using his eyes. Um, <laughs> it was the, it was more magnified than his eyes. I think I think it was just a question of they couldn't or they were the expertise of putting this far away on the outside of the site was beyond them or too much bother. Yeah. No, I did think even in these first few. I mean, I know there's quite a lot of the scenes you're not meant to see his face and you're meant to know it's yes. Bond without seeing him. But there's quite a lot of cinematography and. Scenes of him lighting a cigarette and, and being mm-hmm. suave without actually seeing him. How was it as the introduction to a Bond? It was there wasn't enough information about whether he was on a mission, whether he wasn't on a mission. No, I mean of, of a of a James of a new James Bond. Oh, uh, and then suddenly you saw him Actor. on the beach. Yeah. Um, you didn't get enough to go on okay. early enough, I think. All right. Um, but yeah, the girl then. Tried to kill herself by walking into the sea, and he ran after her. And well, you got that then. Yeah. Because really, she never got above her waist into the water before he was. I believe she was walking her. in full, fully clothed, not worrying about abandoning her shoes on the beach. She did abandon her shoes on That's the beach. That's what I'm saying. She didn't worry about where they were or anything. Okay. So um. I don't think it's obvious. Anyway, it clearly is obvious it, enough because you've got it. It is clearly obvious. So he stops her and carries her back. Mm-hmm. Um, then she then fights the henchmen that were. Well, when she when he tries to save her, suddenly they appear and hold guns and knives at his face. Yeah. Um, and uh, so he fights them. She runs off, takes his car Steals to her car. To, to her car at least, and then um, drives off. And that was when he picks up her shoes and says, "This has never happened to the other guy." Assuming we mean Prince Charming. Why does he Prince Charming? Because. Of the Cinderella slipper thing. Oh, is that who you think he's referring to? Or is he referring to the other Bonds? Yes, he's referring to Sean Connery. Oh, I see. But he looks at the camera. Yes, he does. I'm not happy about that. Oh. I have to say, I do think they kind of want to have their cake and eat it on the whole new Bond thing. 
because they want to they they want they want that bit where he says this never happened to the other fella to differentiate him from the previous Bond. But then immediately when we go to the titles, the first things that we see are all images from previous Bond films. And then he later on goes through his desk and we get the little bits yeah. of, So it's like, it's the same guy, but it's a different guy. You know, they kind of want to do both. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, the title sequence. The title sequence. Where it started off nipple-tastic mm-hmm. on Bodicea, which I thought was a bit... um, A, a bit... Uh, what's the word? Disrespectful? Disrespectful, yes. <laughs> With a big Union Jack and all the British. Not that it's on. Not That's what I mean. Yeah, That's yeah. how you Britannia. So even more Brita- British. Mm-hmm. It's it's yes. It's not. She should have the, a nipples cupper. Did cupper. that hit you somewhere in in your in the very in my, core of your being? Yes. <laughs> in your country. Face. In your se- sense of self worth and nationality. Yes. You don't want to see Britannia's nipples. Exactly. Okay. So um, though it was quite psychedelic. Um, we are not a psychedelic. <laughs> psychedelic. Psychedelic. Uh-huh. Um, and then I saw the, the. I thought, oh, that's interesting. Having scenes from films because they mm-hmm. don't normally do that in the ti- in mm-hmm. the title sequence. Mm-hmm. But then it's like, are these all the films? I've seen these films. What's this about? It's not just scenes from this film. And and that's when I. No, there's no scenes from that film. Well, I didn't know that, did I? Okay. So, um, so yes, I've seen all these, it's quite a few of these scenes before, and I was like, so why are they showing scenes of films in this one? Is it, and I think you're right, it's about... To this, reassure you that this is, this is still the same boss. Yes, it's trying to say it's the same guy, but I was confused by that, so I didn't like it. Or even if it's not the same guy, at least that this is the same series. It's not Casino Royale. Don't go crazy. Uh, we're not going to be, you know... Uh, you know, it was not going to be bonkers and not funny like Casino Royale was. So was this the one immediately after Casino Royale? Well, no, because You Only Live Twice comes out just after Casino Royale. This is the one after You Only Live Twice. Yeah, okay. But it's obviously the first one they've made after having seen Casino Royale. Mm. The proper Casino Royale. So, um, so yes, then we open up in... Um, what about the song? What was the song? Do, do, do. Do, 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 do. Well, it's just the Bond tune, isn't it? No. On her Majesty's Secret Service. Do, do, do. It's really good. But they do use it in all the films. No, only in this one. Do, 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 no, do, they don't just use it in this one. It's in the bloody Daniel Craig ones for a start. No, you're thinking of... Do, 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 no. Do, do, do. You are. That, this tune is not used in any other films. Oh, I bet it is. It is. It definitely is. Please write in and tell tell him I'm right and you're wrong. Oh, look at all the letters that have not flooded in. Because <laughs> you put this up like six months later. Anyway, <laughs> it's Christmas time here, folks. It's a real um, bank holiday moment, just like the schedulers of the... Sixties and seventies. What's happening now? You just you just <laughs> randomly spew out phrases there because you know you're wrong about the reuse of the tune on Her Majesty's Preservers in other Bond films. I'm sure the car chase by the um, the Rhine or whatever it is in France when he's down beside it, the Daniel Craig. That goes. 
You know when he's driving down by the river? No. <laughs> yeah, you do. You mean the, the, at the beginning of Quantum of Solace when he's at um, the Italian lakes? No, no. He's in Paris and he's... You know how there's like the high bit of pavement and then a low bit of uh-huh. pavement that's just by the water and he's driving along that? That's in Italy. That's in Rome. Inspector. Okay. Yeah. Well, perhaps later on we'll just watch that scene and you can listen to the music and hear that it's not. Do, do, do. Must be a good tune because, Fiona, this is the first time you've heard it. It's not the first time I've heard it. <laughs> I know it well, or else I wouldn't know it. You know it well because they use it a lot in the first half of this film. You have no. seen this film before. But no, it's, it's more than that. You, they use it in other films. <laughs> oh, this is. Well, now I think we have to have a live <laughs> podcast where we watch all the other films. And you tell me at any point when you hear this music again. And I point out to you that it's not that music. Well, if it's not this music, it's very similar music oh, to this. Oh, oh, But it's not. What's that? Do, 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 What's that out do, here? Do, do, do. It's not that. Hey, you'll ruin your bike chain with all this backpedalling. I'm not bad at pedalling. Please <laughs> 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 keep humming it. You see the images in your mind. Do, 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 Timothy Dalton sliding down that hill on the cello. Yes, they use it then. Roger Moore in a submarine made out of a crocodile. Did they use it then? I think we're in serious danger of infringing copyright here. <laughs> we have to pay royalty. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think my rendition is close enough to the original. Oh, it's pretty good. <laughs> Anyway, but, but regardless of how many other places you've heard it, did you like it? Yeah. Cool. Okay, so, so this is what onto I, the film. I'm wondering. We'll start scene, folks. So this is when I'm pondering, why is he doing this? He's in the casino. Um, well, this is him. Throwing away 20,000, whatever it is, at the woman, which is a lot of money. Where does he get all this money from? I mean, if he's not on a mission, are they? is he funding himself? Is he rich? I don't understand. Well, these are all questions. Is he rich? Well, in the later films, he has to get the uh, British Treasury to support his gambling plans. Hey, 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 hey. Have you learnt nothing yet? Daniel Craig doesn't count. He's not the same James Bond <laughs> as all the rest of them in any possible way. Oh, so forget about him. He's 104. <laughs> On the cover of that magazine that's just come out, he um, looks like Roger Moore's granddad. <laughs> he does look a bit old, doesn't he? Yeah, so forget him. He's on the way out. Are you yes, not a fan? He's yesterday's Bond. Did you ever like him? I'm saying bring back Sir David Niven. <laughs> He'll be old by now. Yeah, yeah, he will. Flash dead. Flash dead. <laughs> I'm saying I can't wait for No Time to Die to be out of the way. So we can get back to... We can get to the proper Bond. Well, actually, I'd better save that, because there's, there's something coming up in a film we haven't seen yet that's like, that's what we need. Anyway, carry on. Okay. Um, yeah, so we don't know why he's doing all of this, because the, the people back home are looking for him, which makes you think he's not on a mission. But he's um, in a casino. Uh-huh. And still in Portugal. Still in Portugal. And then... So he pays the money because she hasn't got it. Who's the, she? Um, the, the woman who went into the sea. Uh-huh. Um, and then he tries to have a drink with her. She says, 
not now, but come to my room later. He went to her room later and fights with some kind of henchman. Mm-hmm. And then he goes back to his own room, and there she is. Holding a gun on him. Holding a gun on him, but he goes, oh, don't be a silly woman. And uh, and then he, she says at one point, you're hurting me. Mm-hmm. And then... Because he's hit her. Yeah, and he said, I thought that was the idea tonight. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? It means whatever you wanted to. Is it just, you know, I thought the idea was you're trying to hurt me and I'll try and hurt you because you sent your henchmen on me? Could be. Or is it be. a bit more dark and... Well, well, shall we talk about Tracy at this point? Okay. Um, what do you think? I mean, we get we get a whole story. She obviously was trying to kill herself in the sea. She was. She then gambled away money that she didn't have and didn't know how she was going to. Um, but pay. she seemed carefree. She seems yeah. like she didn't care. Yeah. Consequences of anything. Yeah. Uh, Bond, you know, bailed her out of that. She then came to Bond room because she pays her debts. And he's like, well, you don't owe me anything. I'm not paying for it. Um, and if I was, 20 grand's quite a lot. Yeah. And she was like, I'm worth it. But she was mm-hmm. being a whore. But then she left the money. Yes, yeah, so she did pay him back. So, so A, she mm-hmm. did have the money. And B... Um, or she could get the money in time. She slept with him because she wanted to, not because mm-hmm. she felt indebted to him. Mm-hmm. And then later on, of course, we, she Bond gets kidnapped by somebody who turns out to be her father. Mm-hmm. Um, and he tells Which her, is Quinkadink, is it? No. Why does the father kidnap him? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. To well, well, yes. Yeah. Why does her father kidnap him, Fiona? Well, the father wants him to... Um, uh, there's some other bits, some the bits we skipped over, but we'll just talk about this. The father wants for... is worried about her mm-hmm. and thinks that James Bond is a good influence on her and is very grateful for him stopping to kill himself and, you know, not to worry about the fact that he shagged her. Um, and then says, what she needs is a man to dominate her, to make love for her enough for her to fall in love with him back. It was a different time. <laughs> this is her father. It was Talking a different about her time. daughter, a man to dominate her and to make love to her enough for her to love him back. So... Given that I, I assume from your tone of voice that you don't think that's what Tracy needs. Um, it's only not a, a father's place to say it. So Tracy's history, as we get it, is uh, when she her was father's 12. father's a pimp. <laughs> well, well her, father's, her father's a criminal yeah. and also an industrialist, etc. Mm-hmm. Um, but she was sent away to Switzerland. Because her mother died when she was 12. So she's had no parental influence and she turned out to be a Terry. And Who when, knew? when she came of age, scandal after scandal after scandal, seemingly just despite dad. Mm-hmm. Um what is so yes, he has come to the conclusion. So what do you, what do you think is wrong in inverted commas? What are Tracy's issues? I think he's he was right. She needs a psychologist. She's depressed or suicidal or uh in need of love, something like that. Mm-hmm. But Dad thinks that what she needs is the love of a beautiful man. I don't know. To be raped until she submits. Yeah, something basically. like that. So whose side are we on? I think I think we're on her side. Right. Can we just skip back to some previous scenes? Yeah. Just so we can have a, a more light-hearted conversation about <laughs> his brown zip-up outfit with the orange turtleneck. I quite like that one. The one he's going to play golf in. How do we know? <laughs> As in, he is going. To, it looks yes. like he's going to play. Well, golf. he's got his clubs and he says oh, he's going yeah, to play yeah. golf. 
that's how I discerned he was going to play golf. <laughs> but because he never actually played I golf. I think I might be able to be a spy. <laughs> it didn't stick in my mind. Yeah, and he I was would be rubbish as a spy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yes, uh, that was very 70s. Yes. I thought... Uh, what about the, the all-white suit, which he first wore when he first arrived at the hotel? He's wearing an all-white suit. Oh, I didn't notice that. That's uh, that's not a Bond outfit for me, I don't think. Oh, is it not? But actually, I think when he does wear Bond outfits, like the tuxedo and the um, light-checked suit that he wears when he goes to the to Bern, to the lawyer's office, mm-hmm. he wears them very well. He's a bit sticky out ears, but yeah. Okay. Um, now, when he was kidnapped, he, he mm-hmm. was kidnapped in this very, the height of summer Portugal. Yes. And when he was taken to the warehouse, it seemed to be rainy. Well, all of more, a sudden. Well, more than that, he was going to play golf in Portugal. Now, in these kind of um, climates, you don't play golf in the height of the day. Mm. And he just got up. So we must assume it was quite early in the morning. They drove him quite but, a while. So they must have driven him a long way with a knife he, in his side. And he plays golf with a turtleneck and a suit. Oh, that's what you did in them days, oh, back in the 70s, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, um, so that was him. But then he realised, because, you know, the father was really pimping her out and paying, offering him money to take care of her. And um, he says, you haven't got, I don't want your money. But then he was like, what I do want information about Blofeld. Yeah. And you have, as a criminal mastermind, mastermind, have access to information that I don't. So that might be of interest. So, Draco says, if I did know, I wouldn't tell Her Majesty's Secret Service, but I might tell my future Mm son-in-law. So, you have to be serious about this if you're going to get this info. Mm -hmm. So, um, he then goes back to headquarters saying, hey, I've got a lead. So this, again, makes me think up until that point, he wasn't on an official, well, he was, because then because then M says, M says, you're off that mission. Right. But he wasn't on a mission in the sense that they had decided what he was to do. He was just out there scouting for info on Blofeld. Fine, but I think Operation Bedlam is what he's taken off, and I think Operation Bedlam is fine Blofeld. Well, the first mm. stage of it is fine Blofeld. Mm. So he thinks he's got a lead, but then what? No, it's a bit puzzling why Bond takes, why M takes him off Operation Bell. Well, he's just pissed off, and we don't know why, but he's obviously not happy. Now, before that, mm-hmm. Bond goes in and fields up Money Penny. Oh, Miss Money Penny, your favourite scene in any Bond film. Well, she is a bit. Well, I don't know. This was perhaps a bit more. She was in control and just playing the banter along. Rather than actually be swooning over him, mm-hmm. she would be just like, "I would love to, but there was a line, but then I can't. Um, I wouldn't be able to trust myself." Or well, if I came for cocktails with you at eight o'clock, just you and me. Yeah. Yes, I would never trust myself. But it's like her way of saying, "Don't be silly," in a what polite way. Yeah, there's a bit more control of the situation. Oh, her just okay. being giving as much as she could get in the banter mm-hmm. stakes. But I thought him feeling her up was a bit a, a step too far. Misuse of government property. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then he go, he quits. Well, he dictates to Money Penny that he quits, and then goes to his uh, office. Office. And then there's gadgets from previous films and the music to go with mm-hmm. them as a sort of flashback thing, which I mm-hmm. thought was quite effective actually, and it made a little bit more sense of the open title sequence. Um, but then Money Penny. Ask for two weeks of leave rather than resignation, and they both love her for it. 
Yes. So, um, because Bond in, in, in about four minutes changes, he realises the error of his ways. Well, I think he was just calling his bluff and wanted them to beg him to, you know, uh-huh. come back. And, and But of course, M doesn't. M just says, granted. Yep. Uh, I think there's a dig at Casino Royale, the proper Casino Royale there as well. Because when Bond storms out of M's office in the Money Penny's office and says, can not even a, can with regret, mm. uh, Money Penny says, what did you expect, a knighthood? Because of course, David Niven was Sir James Bond. Oh, was he? Yeah, so this was like, we're definitely not. We're not part of them. Not yeah. part of Casino Royale, even though that was a great film. Uh, <laughs> yes, but Money Penny has changed it to being two weeks leave. Mm-hmm. So rather than take, well, Bond takes the two weeks leave by going to do what he was going to do anyway and following the lead. Yes. By going back to Draco's uh, um, estate for his birthday because Tracy's going to be there, mm-hmm. and if he gets on with Tracy, then you know ultimately Draco might tell him where Blofeld is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, he he yes yes, and um, they meet at the bullfights. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's annoyed with her dad trying to set her up with someone else out her life. I think she's really good in that scene. Yeah. And then egg. she is. She's good all the way through. Yeah. Um, because I say, like, even the suicidal bit, it, it was subtle enough. Mm-hmm. Well, it was a bit too subtle for me. I know, but it wasn't overacted. No. Um, so, yeah, so she basically forces her dad to tell him the information from Blofeld with no strings attached. Yes. Because she doesn't want to be part of the strings. But then they fall in love anyway, mm-hmm. um, because, and she knows it's for real because it wasn't because the information was out there or anyway. But I, I think that's quite that's quite well done in that. Can he goes over to get? She storms off after Dad gives her the Dad gives Bond the information, mm-hmm. and Bond chases after her in a riding gear, which just looks rubbish. It does, anyway, yeah. um, and sort of to say, look, it wasn't all about that. But her hard exterior has cracked there. Oh, yes, she's in tears. And she's in tears about it. But she was trying to hide it. That was quite interesting. And then, because we can't waste time actually developing a relationship, we have a little montage where we assume they fall in love. Oh, yes, there's lots of kissing on the beach and riding Mm -hmm. together and stuff. And what about the song there? Yeah, copyright, Johnny. In the world. Good song? Bad song? Yes. Like yeah. it. Like it. All right. So then, so his information is... Gumboldt. Gumboldt. A lawyer. The amazing in, world of Gumboldt. In Switzerland. Is it Switzerland? Sweden. Yes, Bern. Switzerland. Um, and he goes out for lunch for an hour and Bond breaks in. And then the crane man over the road sends him his equipment. And it is a safe breaker. Calm. Takes a while. Come photocopier, which was amazing! Uh, which was not amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was quite a bulky thing, really. Mm-hmm. Um, and while he's waiting for the code to be break, he finds a Playboy magazine and enjoys that. Mm-hmm. But because of the time it takes for the safe to crack, and the limited time he has to crack himself on the uh, Playboy, so after he puts the photocopier back in the skip that gets taken over to the building yard, uh, he steals the centre of the Playboy for to enjoy it later. later reference. Um, 
Now, the, the other thing is, you don't look long in the safe, but magically it comes across <laughs> the exact documents he needs, which aren't even... Oh, he does have to look a little bit for you. It's not the first thing he touches. Well, exactly, but it's the first pile of papers he touches. It happens to be the third thing down in it. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, now we find out that Blofeld has uh, been using the uh, lawyer to try and contact this... Uh, Royal College of Arms. Royal College of Arms in London... Um, now, Bond tells this to M in M's house. Oh. That's quite exciting, isn't it? Is it? Yes. He collects butterflies. He does. Um, now, actually, this is something I didn't mention in the last... We were told what M's name was in The Spy Who Loved Me. Marvin? Miles. Oh, yes. Because in the window in the pyramids... This is like a little extra from our previous podcast. When they're in the pyramids um, with General Google... M says, after you, I think he says Alexi, and then Gogol says, oh, thank you very much, Miles. Oh. So we now know he's Admiral Miles, because he was, was he was an admiral in the Navy. Mm-hmm. So, Bond's telling M, here you go, Blofeld's trying to become, or trying to be recognised as this Count de Blochamp. Yes, so that he's, he's some kind of uh, recognised family. Account, in fact. Mm-hmm. And so the college is allowing Bond to pretend to be the Manny. So Hilary Bray. So um, Bond has to mug up on all the her- her- Hilary stuff. Did you recognise Sir Hilary Bray? I did. What did I know him from? George uh, George Baker, Inspector Wexford. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and then they go off to Switzerland, because that's where they go to meet Blofeld. The Count. At his Swiss clinic for allergy research. Yes, we'll get on to that. <laughs> okay, um, good. But um, but then we notice the crane man is there. He is. So it looks like he's trying to um, keep tabs on Bond in a sort of protection way. So who does the crane man work for? I think he works for Bond. Or Bond. Bond personally? No, I think he, he works for Secret Service. So in that, in which case, why was he helping Bond when Bond was on his two weeks leave? At oh, which but point he went to Bern. But he could he could phone up the the henchman and just say, "Oh, I need you for this," and the henchman would assume he was on he was on a mission. Official visit. Does the henchman not have to put in a chitty about for his <laughs> travelling expenses? <laughs> I don't think so. And if he's just a henchman, does he not have to have it agreed in advance? Yeah. Uh, well, how does he get a job in Draco's um, building site? Maybe he works for Draco. Mm. 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 Anyway, we also meet off the train. Uh, Fräulein Armabunt. And uh, she's obviously a very matronly type baddie. Mm-hmm. Um, now, did you see? I hope you're going to say what I think you're going to say. Uh, there's a sign behind him that said Tobler Rum. <laughs> Did I ever? Do you think that was the original Toblerone? No, I think it was like a special Toblerone that had like a rum flavour in yeah, it. Yeah, but I think that's how it started. And it's only morphed into Toblerone after no, that. No, we all know that Toblerone is the original because the one that they tried after it was Tobler 2. No. Then Tobler 3. No. Tobler 4, Tobler 5. Tobler 1, it's not Toblerone. No. No, I, well, no, I think, no, I think Toblerone was a, a sort of Kit Kat chunky of Toblerone, but I really, really want to try one. 
Is it? Yeah. I'm now googling it. You wouldn't know. You can carry on chatting. Okay. But I'm glad that <laughs> that was what we were going to chat about. I'm glad to see um, we both noticed that. Ooh, and that thought, oh, that's that an interesting sweetie. Yes. A slightly exotic version of a sweetie that we already know. <laughs> that's what we like. Ooh. So anyway, up he goes with Fräulein Bunt up in Brindaby. Aha! Toblerone is a Swiss chocolate bar branded currently owned by U.S. Confectory. In 1932, Tobler made the first filled bars of chocolate, the Tobler Rum. Oh, so does that mean it do a rum? Let me just expand the information. I wonder if they still make them, but they don't. Even for just certain markets. Tobler Rum. So, uh, will I carry on talking yes. about Sir Hilary Bray? Uh, so he asked the kid on as Sir Hilary Bray that he doesn't like uh, travel very much. Um, they take him up in a bobsleigh. Not a bobsleigh, just a sleigh. Take him up in a sleigh so far to a helicopter pad where he then gets in a helicopter um, for a lovely bit of Bond travel programme scenery. What's the word I'm saying then? Oh, there's no... Uh, I couldn't find the actual bit. Um, yeah. I, I gave up. Oh. Okay. So, Taking on the helicopter. I've but it did mean that, that Crane Man couldn't follow him, basically. Yes, because he only had a Volkswagen Beetle. And um, he was, and it was quite interesting at this point, or even getting off the train, Bond was acting at being some kind of weak and feeble person. Yes. Who doesn't travel well and is a bit sick and all that kind of stuff. Um, he wasn't listening to me, as you can now tell people. Is that what you just Which wrote? That's what I just said, yeah. I wasn't. I was reading about Toblerone. Yeah. Um, so, and, and she gave a big allergy info dump, which I hadn't cottoned on. That was the place they were going to. I thought that was just a place they were passing. But I thought right. I must come into it at some point. <laughs> no, that is the place they were going to. So what, yeah. what else did you get from the allergy? I just that It was a centre for, uh, for curing all types of allergies. Mm-hmm. And that's all I got. Great. But later on we get more. All right. So up he goes in the helicopter, lands, beautiful bit of Bond on the travelogue programme, scenery of the Alps, higher than the um, ski lodge, private all the way up here, uh, lands at the uh, Piss Gloria, and apparently that's what they call it in Switzerland. Okay. Um, and in he goes, and it's all very 70s in its revolving restaurantiness. Yes. Uh, very, shall we talk about the decor? Of well, in his Florida? room that he's trapped into and has to be open yes. from the outside, um, there's a fabulous fireplace. Oh yes, it's just only, a only, yeah, only surpassed by the one in one of the girls' rooms that's more jutty out. Okay. Uh, it's more like a table just with a fire on it. I loved it. Um, I'm not sure there's much more that I loved. Well, I, I like, I like all the art that has very sticky out, spiky bits. Okay. Um, yeah, and there are a lot of the pictures, a bit like our favourite picture in motion picture history, um, from Carry On Loving, which was just the big black dot. Oh, right, yeah. These are, these are big dots, but they aren't just black, because, you know, Carry On Loving is the film that this film would like to be. <laughs> <laughs> lovely lamps, lovely mm. cushions, all that sort of thing. Uh, yeah. So then he is invited to, uh, Meet the patients at dinner time. Well, has he, has he met Blofeld by this point? No. Okay. So he meets the... Because the, the Count will call you when he is ready. Yes. 
So he meets the patients who all happen to be young, pretty females. Yes. And, wh- and what is he wearing when he meets them? A kilt. Yes, the full Highland get-up. I'm sure this is just because he has to act like the heraldry man. Yes. But, um... Did you notice that he's dubbed when he turned out to be the, her- the heraldry no. man? It's very... He's, again... Uh, well, actually, it was done the other way around. Lazenby was supposed to try and imitate him, but wasn't very good, so they got George Baker back to... I do the lines. I think. Very good on George Baker because he gets the lip movements yeah. very well, I think. He does have the sort of roughly, whatever you call it. Really sharp. Um, which is traditional, mm-hmm. especially in that era, but does make you think at that point, oh, he just looks like Austin Powers. Austin Powers. Very much Austin Powers is like 30 years after this film. I mean, but I'm sure this was the, the yeah. James Bond film that inspired that Yeah, book. well, that, the rough bit. Yeah. Mm hmm. So yes, he's meeting the the women, and he has dinner with them, and they're all eating the one thing, like potatoes or chicken or whatever, which is apparently the thing that they were um, allergy they had an allergy for, and they're being treated for. Now let's talk about that because I don't think they did have an allergy for these things. I think they just didn't like them. She said it, I would break out if I had a chicken. No, she said she would. She said she would be sick. If she even saw a chicken. But she said she no, but she, one of them said I'd break out. Yes, she did. But have you ever heard anybody being so allergic to something that if they just see one, they are sick? What? The other one, the one with the, the French one with the potatoes, just said that she could never eat them. I think this is a I think this clinic is not actually for allergies at all. It's just for people with intolerances because they're just hypnotizing them into eating the stuff. Yeah. Yeah, so well, no, they there was vaccinations as well. Oh yeah, well that's probably just to knock them out so oh. that the count can have his wicked way with them. But anyway, so yeah, he hypnotizes them nightly by coloured lights and a voiceover tape. Mm-hmm. But the tape also tells them that they are to do as he instructs and then forget it instantly, mm-hmm. like a secret army mm-hmm. that will be able to be. And how do you think he tests that they will do things that he tells them and then forget about it instantly? He probably shags them. Yes, and gets them to do all sorts of weird and wonderful, weird and wonderful things to them. Yes. So, um, now at some point between those scenes, he does meet Blofeld. Now, have neither of them met Blofeld before? They have both met each other before. But neither of them recognise each other. That is what we are supposed to Well, believe. Bond must recognise him. Well, I think it's more likely that Blofeld has had some sort of plastic surgery. I think that's feasible in the um, in the narrative of Bond films and the kind of person that Blofeld is. Mm-hmm. But I think it is you cannot explain that way the other way around because this is clearly supposed to be the same Bond mm. who was in You Only Live Twice. So, yeah, Blofeld should immediately click, you're James Bond. Of course, he might do that, but as oh. we'll see later on, he doesn't. All right. Well, I was going to say he might because he doesn't let him off. He wants to take the afternoon off to go down and visit the uh, something, uh-huh. the archives, the archives. Or and he won't let him. Yeah. So it could be that he knows who he is. Could be. Unlikely. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Bond is then just a slut and sleeps with two women without even showering in between. Well, he is kind of forced into that position. I'm sure he's fighting it every minute. Uh, no, but how does he get out of his room? He uses a piece of metal and a rubber as an insulator to short circuit the 
um, connection. I think it's fair to say that's the only rubber that Bond ever uses as an insulator to protect himself and others. <laughs> True that. Yeah. Uh, so, yes. Um, and how does he know? He has a vasectomy because he doesn't leave little baby bonds around the world. Well, that's he? true. Maybe he's uh, firing blanks. Maybe he is. Maybe that's what. <laughs> Maybe that's all why about. it's all about. Yeah, <laughs> that, that would make a lot of sense. Overcompensate for something he's lacking. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> um, yeah. How does he know where to go? How does he know which room to go oh, to? Because they're not she, to tell each other where they're... She writes H with lipstick on his inner thigh. In very good handwriting for somebody using lipstick on a, on a hairy leg. That's true. Mm-hmm. And he, he gets a stiffening. A slight stiffening. And they are all excited by his talk of... Uh, his coat of arms has four balls on it. Yes. And when he goes to Ruby's room and takes down his kilt... She goes, oh, it's true. What can she be referring to? That he's wearing no underwear. Ah. Oh. Why is that true? Because that's what Scottish people do. Is it? I'm a Scottish person. I you, wear underwear. You never wear a kilt. I do never wear a kilt, that's true, because I couldn't wear it as well as George Lazenby. So what would be the point? True that. True that. And the crane man is still trying to get to him. He is. By hiking him's way up the top that they catch him and... But he does get to see Bond and see he's okay. So I think mm-hmm. that was his part of his mission. So the next morning, after he shagged Ruby in her room and the French one who doesn't tell, him, tell us his, our name um, in the in his own room, uh, they then do some curling. Yes, and then he lines them all up. Lines them up for the next evening. Eight o'clock, nine o'clock, ten o'clock. Look, no idea how it's all piling up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then nothing nothing interesting happens the rest of the day. Uh, because we cut immediately to Bond on the prowl um, in the evening, mm-hmm. off to Ruby's room, where he finds... Fraulein! Do you think she's going to try and shag him first, and then kill him off? Ooh, maybe, maybe. So you're, you're enjoying it, though? I am, yes. Uh, is Bond going to win? Yes. Okay. Uh, well, that's that's that. Uh, any more ideas about what else might happen? He might not. Well, I tell you, he might not. We they don't um, incarcerate Blofeld. So, How did you know that? Well, I don't think because he comes in the later films, doesn't he? So, I, in that respect, maybe he doesn't win. Oh, maybe not. Who can say? Anyway, uh, shall we have some TV listings? Oh, let's. Now, as you as you have already noted, this is a bond which is set at a particular time of year. A particular time of year when traditionally there is a bank holiday. When traditionally, Bond films would be shown on the television. So guess when this film was premiered? June. <laughs> I like how you think. <laughs> because you would have thought it would be a perfect one for... Boxing Day or something like that. Christmas. Mm. But no. It is Monday the 4th of September, 1978. But the next time, it is... Boxing Day. Saturday the 6th of September, 1980. But the next time, it is... Boxing Day. Good Friday the 1st of April, 1983. But the next time, it is... Boxing Day. Wednesday the 23rd of September, 1986. But the next time, it is... Boxing Day. Christmas Day, 1989! Hooray! Glad we made it. So, uh, well, I'll give you the the premiere. Uh Uh-huh. Monday the 4th of September, 1978, half past seven till ten o'clock. Mm-hmm. 
BBC One, <gasps> fighting Fleming with Fleming. What? With another premiere, 20 to 7 till 9 o'clock. A chili chili bang bang, chili chili bang bang, chili chili bang bang, we love you. That's written by Ian Fleming as well. Is it? Yes. <laughs> then the news, and then, then it gets cheery, half past nine till eleven o'clock, Holocaust, a fictional chronicle in four parts based on real events. Mm. On BBC Two, we have the news at half past seven, uh, then Grapevine, the self-help show presented by Sue Carroll and Ian Watkinson. Uh, Grapevine is a programme about people who have got together to make life better for themselves and those around them. It aims to help others to do the same. Tonight's programme includes the Gay Community Centre in Birmingham, which runs its own switchboard and counselling service for homosexuals, and a television workshop on a council estate in Bristol, which is run by and for housewives and trade unionists. I don't know if that's housewives who are also trade unionists, although <laughs> they can be. I think it's housewives or trade unionists. Then John Williams' World of Music, that's the classical guitarist rather than the um, composer. Uh, then the goodies. And then a curtain call for Molière. So of those three choices, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang and Holocaust or Grapevine for uh, homosexuals, housewives and trade unionists and the world of music or Bond, what are you going to go for? Bond. Okay. Uh, I'm just going to lightly step across um, the... Is it Good Friday the 3rd of April? Yes. Good Friday the 1st of April 1983 when Against Bond on BBC Two was the was a a film, Imaginary Friends, adapted from a play by Robert King by George Baker, Sir Hilary Bray. Yeah. So it was George Baker night on uh, on uh, the 1st of April 1983. Um, but I will give you Wednesday the 23rd of September 1986, a very strange... That's when you saw it. No, I'll come up on that in a minute. Um, when Bond was put out as a spoiler for Michelle and Lofty's wedding in EastEnders. Ooh. Naughty channel, uh, not naughty ITV, eh? And in fact, this was the first James Bond that I bought on video. Mm-hmm. And the reason I chose this one, in my very Aberdonian way, is it's the longest one. So I got the most <laughs> Bond for my money. Uh, which meant that I think I bought it in about October 1989. So I pissed off when Christmas Day rolled and I was like, oh, I've seen this one. I don't know, they seemed like three films at that point. No. But, um, BBC, it was on between five to one and five, and three o'clock. Uh, BBC One had repeats of Dad's Army and some others do have them before the Christmas Top of the Pops. Mm. Do you want to know who appeared on the Christmas Top of the Pops and what they sung? Do you want to tell me? I want to tell you and you, I want you to sing them. Go on then. Okay, Erasure singing Stop. How's that good? <laughs> Stop! Before you go too far, before oh, you, you make a fall out of love, stop. Mike and the Mechanics, The Living Years. Every generation blames the one before. This is just Christopher singing corner now. Well, uh, I don't know the song. I know you don't. What about Mark Harmon and Gene Pitney? Something's got a hold of my heart. Something's got a hold of my heart. Carry my heart on my round apart. Now, I want you to stay calm <laughs> when I say to you, I want you to keep yourself under control, Fiona, because <laughs> I know what the name Jason Donovan oh, and too many broken hearts. Too many you. broken hearts in the world. There's too many dreams that are broken in two. Okay, bros, too much? Nah. Me neither. <laughs> London boys, London knights? 
Yeah, I think he's going to go to London night. We'll find out all this when Top of Pops reaches 1989 next year, of course. Okay. Uh, the Beautiful South, song for whoever. Oh, Jennifer can't know. Yeah, that one. Dee 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 dee, Jennifer to my name. I can't remember the name. <laughs> Sonia, you'll never stop me from loving you. You'll never stop me from, from loving you. It doesn't really matter what you ask me to. You'll never stop. Never stop. Do, 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 do. That one. You heard it before. Black box, right on time. Right on time, and it's right on time. <laughs> Lisa Stansfield, been around the world and I, 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 and the Christmas number one with Band-Aid to do they know it's Christmas. Do they know it's Christmas time? But I also need. This has degenerated. <laughs> this was a serious podcast when we started it. With serious discussion about Bond films. Now you've just made it a mockery. You, you said you wanted me to sing all the songs. I did say that. That is true. But I also, I also now have to shout out to one of our dear listeners. Have we had mail? We have had mail. Ooh. Mail which is connected in two ways to this film. Although okay. it was actually for uh, one of our other podcasts, Carry On Up The Misses. So shout out to Doug Greenwood, who got to the end of our first podcast about the TV series Carry On Laughing. Well done, Doug. At which point we gave, we gave him, we gave a, a, a code word for people to contact us um, if they got that far. Do and we have the, to send them a prize? Well, this is the prize. Okay. <laughs> the, the prize is happening now, Doug. And Doug sent us the code word. The code word is linked to this film in some way. Was it Kojak? It was Kojak! Yes! Who was played by the actor who plays Played by Jonathan Morales, yes. yes. But I've also come across this picture that I'm displaying to you now, which also merges the two interests. A picture taken during the making of this film at Pinewood Studios. Here's George Lazenby as James Bond, chatting to... Oh, uh, Sid James. Sid James. Why is he on the set? Because it's filmed at Pinewood Studios. Oh, he just popped along to say hello, did I he? I think he was probably filming Carry On Again, Doctor. Really? Or perhaps the aforementioned Carry On Loving. He may okay. have been filming. So there we go. So, uh, any more to say about this uh, first half of... On Her Majesty's Secret Service that uses... The theme from James Bond as the theme music. That Fiona thinks. I'm going to look this up. But yes, no, I have nothing more to say. Nothing more to say. Well, in that case, Quantum of Misses will continue after the news. Bye.